Blog Talk Radio. y'all i'm here it's your girl d scott on this very illustrious tell the truth tuesday it is tuesday right so this show today is called you tried it and first like i said i wanted to uh give honor to that wonderful full moon that we had last night it's called a sturgeon moon and the truth is i saw one of my shadows so i'm not going to read the the bio link for you but here here's what happened so when you're doing shadow work you have to constantly be looking at yourself like okay you know, this is the dark part of me that I don't want people to see or that, you know, I have to come to the realization of. And I came to a lot of realizations that are none of anybody's fucking business. However, because they don't affect anybody but me, mostly. Some do, some don't. But, again, I don't give a fuck about you, so I don't care. So I ran into one of my homegirls that was, I had three best friends in life, different stages mainly. Uh, one, most of my friends I met when I was about 12, 13 years old. So you're talking 30 years of history. And one by one, they all, you know, began to dissipate, with the exception of Kendra. I mean, that's not, that's sisters fighting, that's whatever. Nothing really happened. But with one of the girlfriends, um, I said my piece after my mother's funeral, and she's not a shadow because I've addressed the situation. And you know, she was in a place, she was married, she had kids, I was married, I had a child. When I became divorced, you become part of this very weird um, club, I guess, where married your married friends ain't really fucking with you, you know, and they think they know everything, and they think that they know this and they know that, and, you know, you're not even sure if your husband's fucking faithful. So, you, you know, you don't know what you would do in my shoes because you're not wearing them, okay? So... That was a situation that could have been handled differently, but she spoke ill of my mother, which I do not, under any circumstances, dead or alive, play that shit. Uh, My mother was still living at the time. And, you know, she was in a bad place or whatever, whatever, so my life was very chaotic at the time back in 2013. And uh, I'll share some of that with you in the new book that's coming out. My apologies again because of the fact that I'm not your typical writer. I can't, like I said, go to a Tuscanian villa and just write this wonderful, you know, that's that's fiction. That's not real. I write nonfiction, so what I write hurts. What I write is going to, you know, hurt you in your chest or make you sit there and uh, 
you know, have a conversation with yourself. And recently I ran into a girl that I knew uh, coming up. She was a friend of um, one of the other girls I hung with. And she said to me that when she read Stay in Your Lane, there was portions of it where she cried because she was there. So a lot of people think that because I'm trying to vibrate higher, I'm not the same little girl that was punching motherfuckers in their face. Not females, men. I never really fought women. I always had to fight men, okay? So people don't still think that I'm the same female that, had to stab my stepfather when I was, like, 15, you know, because he was, you know, beating on my mom. So this is what people don't understand, and that's the part of the shit that I don't write about. I'm a very disturbed motherfucker. So I try to keep to myself. I'm pretty agoraphobic. I don't really – so when you see me out doing things, you ever notice that I'm with a clique of people, those people are usually also psychotic. If you ever see me with a man, he's probably psychotic, okay, which means that I'm protected. So I know that this person is not going to let anything happen to me per se. I know that this, you know what I mean? Or I like big guys. I like big guys that motherfuckers just have to respect off rip. So that one particular friendship, back to that, ended up dissolving because when my mother passed, she didn't act appropriately for the funeral. She didn't send flowers. She didn't send a card. She didn't come up here yet saw to it that she was here for other things that were in the area that had nothing to do with death. And so for me, two apologizing factors, I don't believe in apologies, but if you were ever going to come to me to say you're sorry, it better be a death or it better be life. Either having a baby or it's death, or I'm having a baby, which that's not going to happen right now, or death. That's really the only time, like if you're dead to me, that's really the only time that you could come and kind of get a pass. Kind of like when the Godfather said, you know, you asked me to do a favor for you on my daughter's wedding because you know I can't refuse. So it's not weddings for me. It's fucking death. You know, that's when you just put everything to the side and just be like, you know what, I'm sorry for your loss or whatever, vice versa. So there was also, I had another best friend. And then again, same thing. She was married. All my friends, you know, have been married with the exception of one. And she kind of went through the same situation, but her marriage was a little bit more chaotic, uh, this particular friend. And I didn't know how bad it was until I got home. And when I found out about, you know, the affairs and things that were going on, it prevented me from being cool with certain people because, like I told them, you know, under different circumstances, me and another, a couple of other females could have been friends, but because you disrespected my friends or were fucking my friends' husbands or whatever, whatever. This is what I mean when I say I draw the line, right? People think that I was being mean or being nasty. No, marriage is something completely different than dating. If you're just dating, I don't care. But a marriage, that's different. That's some shit you can get fucking killed for. So I take that very seriously. So, I, you know, if that's my friend's enemy, that's my fucking enemy. You understand? So me and this person could never have been friends. So even if I wasn't fucking with my homegirl. So my mom passed 2013. Uh, 2014, the girl came to my house. And it was unannounced. I was getting ready for work, and she had all these things she wanted to say, and it just fell on deaf ears. And after my mother passed, I was just in a very dark place. I'm just now coming out, really. This is we're going on year five, but I'm just not really coming out. I didn't really fuck with anybody. I wasn't, I wasn't reckless. I just was fucking with people that I knew were not on my level. I was fucking with people that, you know, I had people around me that probably didn't want the best for me. Uh, and they were, you know, under any other circumstances, had I been well, I wouldn't have fucked with certain people, okay? So she comes back a year later after she doesn't speak to me, Doesn't this particular friend didn't show up to my mother's funeral, and you lived in my house, so you would think, you know, 
Uh, everybody called my mom on Sherry, you know, everything. So those were things that I took note of, even though I was in no great mental state. I took note of that, and I just cut you off. I don't, we don't have to talk about it. You know what the fuck you did. You know why. So for years and years and years, this girl would see my family members and say, tell Denise to call me, da-da-da, and she needed help. You know, she has she has some substance issues. And I just couldn't fuck with you right now because I got, I got my own shit going on. I wasn't vibrating higher. I was just trying to live. I was just trying to get out of bed every day, you know. And I went to the store the other day because I've been kind of in the house because I could feel not just with the full moon coming, I have a lot of blessings that just were bestowed upon me, a lot, like too many to name, like I'm I'm doing amazing right now. And I just, I try to become a reclusive because I feel like I knew something fucked up was getting ready to happen to me. I knew it. So little trips I wanted to go on or little, you know, excursions to, to, to go to the mall or to do any of that, I said, no, don't spend no money, don't go outside, just, you know what I'm saying, sit close to the house because something's getting ready to happen. So I go to the store because I had to go to the bank. This was on a Sunday. Okay, my bank is open on Sundays. So I had to pull money out because I had to make a major purchase on Monday. And um, I had to pull three separate checks out. So as I'm walking into the store to go to the bank, I see one of my shadows, one of my old friends, one of the ones that didn't show up to the funeral. This is the one that lived in town. The other one lived in uh, Virginia, D.C. area. And we still haven't spoken. No bad blood. I just, I don't, I don't fuck with you. You did what you did. I did what I did. You had a public lashing on the Internet. You got lashed back. And that's that. We don't have anything to talk about. And people tried to get us back to speak. And I'm just like, it's just a dead friendship. Because at that point with the other situation, she had done this before where she had lost her fucking mind. And we were in Mexico. It was a whole other situation. So I'm walking into the grocery store and I see my old friend. And... She looked a motherfucking mess. I'm talking about skin was not radiant. You know, she looked like she had maybe put on some weight. She looked sick. You know, eyelashes fucking not where they needed to be. It just, it, it she looked sick. Like when I seen her, she looked fucked up. I, I She might have even been drunk. I don't know. But it's Sunday. You know, and she says, first thing she said to me, she's very awkward, her, her train of thought. And she says to me, you know, I've been praying for you. And I said, well, I really appreciate that because, you know, I was just sick and I just had, you know, some shit going on. And she's like, oh, my God, I didn't know. I'm sorry, you know, but you a fighter. Y'all knew you was going to push through. And, you know, and I didn't need her, you know, because I had somebody taking care of me during the time that I was sick. So I was all right. But, um, maybe because I'm just, like I said, I'm in a different place where I'm not, I'm not empathetic to people that don't deserve it. But in this particular situation, one of the things that I, last things I said to her a couple of years ago, because I haven't talked to her in three years, I meant what the fuck I said, um, was you need to get help. Now, I can be your friend if you want me to get you the help that you need, you know, for your substance, for your, for your issues. Because a lot of shit went on with her. I've known this girl, you know, her whole life. And uh, she refused. So because she refused that help, you know, I don't have, we don't have anything to talk about. So seeing her, I mean, it was it was really a, a judgment call on me. And she says to me, can I have your phone number? It did, the conversation was just very, like, it wasn't awkward. It was weird. It was like I was talking to somebody that was just a shell of a person. And I felt really fucked up about that. But it was, A, not my responsibility to fucking help you. 
B, it was not my responsibility to keep in touch, and C, I didn't do anything wrong to you. And so she told me she had been praying and this, this, and this, and when she saw me, it was like she she saw her best friend. She was like, girl, we go way back, and she's like, give me a hug. And it was it was it was almost like talking to, like, your crackhead aunt, you know, that you ain't seen in a while. And she's not on drugs, not that I know of. of any, it just it was a it was a weird thing to see her like that. It's Sunday. It's in the afternoon. You fucked up already. I could have been wrong. Maybe she just was off that day. I don't know. I felt fucking terrible because here I am. When I go through my shit, I feel like people should be there for me. But if I acted like that or looked like that, I can understand why people won't want to fuck with me and will want to unplug. So in return, people have to understand when I don't want to fuck with you, it's because that's how you look to me. You look out of control. You look fucked up. You look like you're spiraling. I'm speaking very specifically to people right now. I can't sacrifice. I, I didn't have enough energy to give her situations before. Because I had to worry about myself, my kid, my mental health, my well-being, my violence, and my anger. You know, just because I don't walk around with 12-gauge shotguns outside and, you know, shooting people and stabbing people and all that stuff anymore doesn't mean that that person doesn't still live in me. It does. It just means that that person has used her big girl panties to decide to grow the fuck up and say, you know what, it's not worth me going to jail because I blew somebody's head off. It's not worth me, you know, having time away from my son and losing everything that I have built at this point and juncture in time, and I've built a lot. It's not worth me losing that. But make no mistake, you're not going to fucking talk to me or treat me or do me no kind of motherfucking way, okay? So with this particular situation with her, it wasn't even a punishment. It was just I did what the fuck I needed to do to survive. And now I'm looking at her and I'm just like, I don't have much to give, but I have something to give to try to help her. So she texts me immediately and she's just like, you know, when are you off and things like that. And when we talk about addictions, you got to understand addictions go deeper than just pills and drugs. There's motherfuckers that can't get out the bed without having a drink. There's motherfuckers that can't get out the bed without, you know, complaining. These are all drugs, like these these mythical things that you put in your head that you feel that you need to do every single day, and if you don't do them, you're going to be somehow out of whack. There are people that are addicted to food. There are people that are addicted to other human beings, codependent relationships, which I find fucking disgusting. Like, as a woman, you have to know that you're more powerful than any man on planet fucking Earth. We give birth for God's sakes. Well, most of us do. So if we have the ability to do that, how is it that if we can create men that you can't get away from one? I don't understand that. I do what the fuck I want to do until I don't want to do it anymore. And so with this particular person, I didn't want to be not mean to her, but I didn't want to be silent with her anymore because I feel like, She's lost herself. She's been lost herself. She's been with the same man since she was 17 years old. We're in our 40s now. So imagine that, right? That person was everything to you. I mean, she's literally obsessed with her husband, and you're supposed to be, but not like this. And her, her husband is not around right now. So she's raising this boy. You know, she has all these, you know, I, I think that if she would have been around me in our, in our 20s and in our 30s, her 
spectrum of where she would have been in life might have been a little different because I was always trying to get money. I never trusted no dude to pay my bills. I never They did. Make no mistake. Motherfuckers was chopping. But I just didn't trust them to do that because the minute a man gets mad, boom, now you want to take away this and you want to take my car and you want to do this and you want to do that. That's why I always just got my own. That's where self-made, not man-made comes from. Um but I feel like she could have been further in life had she not been so hung up on where her husband was going at night and where this was, you know, what was going on with this and was he messing with this girl. That's too much fucking stress. Like, lost her hair over that shit. Like, you know, it, it just, it was too much. You know, for a long time she was unable to conceive because of this. They have they have a beautiful little boy right now, and their son and my son were good friends, celebrated every Halloween together when I first came home. But I also feel like, when people are so engulfed in their own problems, they don't have time to look at yours, which is why when I got sick, I didn't tell a lot of the people that were closest to me because I don't want to put that in your backpack. I don't want your pity. I don't want your help. I'm strong. I'm a superwoman, whatever. If I would have died, yeah, I'm sure that that would have caused some sort of backlash. Like, damn, the bitch didn't even tell her she was sick, whatever, whatever. But that's what strong people do. We keep that to ourselves. I'll tell you all the little meaning, meaningless shit that hurts my feelings on a daily basis. I'll tell you that. But I'm not going to tell you about something that if I speak on it, you know, my fate might be sealed either way. So I decided that, you know, I wanted to try to reach out to this girl, not to be her friend, but just to be a human. You know, to say, look, I'm a mom too. You know, I know you fucked up right now. Not financially. She's fine financially. It's when I seen her, that wasn't the person that I knew. That wasn't my friend. And that doesn't mean that I want the friendship back. It just means that I can look at her on a human level and see that something's fucking wrong. And, you know, we sit around here and we allow people to self-destruct around us all the time. All the time. And we don't say anything until we at their funeral. Oh, you know, I should have told, nah, fuck all that woulda, coulda shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, addictions are hard to deal with as is, you know. And then I had, you know, my mom that I had to deal with, which that residue lasted four years. And like I said, in the next book, I promise, I'm going to speak about my relationship with my mother because people always think that we had such a great relationship. There were times I told my mother she was the devil himself, you know, because she went through her own painful death and painful situations that I had to deal with. So maybe part of me that cut this particular friend off was because she reminded me of the weakness that was in my mother. And I don't understand how I come from this woman that I used to think was like this mighty mouse, but then when you really look at it, she had a weakness, you know, and and, and, and she was very weak when it came to certain things. Those are things I would push through. You know, depression is something that gets you hung up on shit that you can't change, Anxiety is something that you are fearing what is the unknown. So all weekend long, I just I just knew. And that's why the show is called You Tried It. You, you really did. Um, I knew something was going off. When you're so connected to somebody, you know, for so long, that your daily ritual, you know what I'm saying, you like, well, like the song says, seeing you became ritualistic. And you don't see that person anymore, and it's a cutoff, and it's a cold turkey. You can literally feel when they're hurting. You can literally feel. And that's why I never respected men that had a lot of fucking women. Because if you just paid attention to your girl, to your woman, you would be in tune with her 100 motherfucking percent. There was times I would be able to roll over and pick up the phone, and motherfucker was just on the phone. The phone didn't even ring. 
that's the type of relationships I'm used to having. I'm not used to having these, you know, meaningless, like, nobody cares about, you know, oh, you know, we all hiding our feelings. No, I'm used to having motherfuckers spiral out of control and, you know, get upset and break shit and and, and do shit to get my attention, to get me to call them. I'm not going to fucking call you. I'm not going to talk to you. You know, certain things I don't deal with is the disrespect of family. You know, so everybody want to run around and act like they're a fucking wise guy and they're a mob boss and all type of crazy shit. You never go against your family. So the fact that people go against their family, that's just something I'm never going to be able to respect. People go against their children. I'm never going to be able to respect that because they're children. Children didn't do anything. You brought them motherfuckers here, your kids, right? If you was in tune with your children as much as you are with your woman, you wouldn't have no issues in life. And a lot of men and women are not in tune with their kids. You know, I know my son be doing some little shit, but I catch him. I can I can always, like I said, one day I came in and I just something told me, you know what, go to his email. Found out my son had a Facebook. I didn't know about it. It was in some type of anime's name, and it, it was a hot mess. There's a reason that I do what I do, but I'm connected to my beloveds. I'm connected to the people that are closest to me or were closest to me. So I don't ever underestimate that. That I'll never take that away from any beloved. However, I also know when you're about to do some fuck shit. And I also know scheduling and I also know timing. And my, you know, my life doesn't change just because you're mad or just because whatever. I have to have to keep going. And so, you know, I how can I put this? Because I, I don't want to give this more attention than what it needs to be because I don't want people getting the feeling they so. But um, I said I wasn't going to say anything about it at all because it gives it energy. But here's what I know. What you did and everybody and, and, and the people involved, they know what the fuck I'm talking about. I didn't go to the police. No, 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 no. I didn't go to the police because you know what? I got a couple hundred dollars to fix what you did. Um, I didn't post it on the Internet. No, 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 no. Because it was either you or your significant other, which we know it wasn't her because she seems like the type that's smart, that's going to say, you know what, fuck that whole situation. I'm just trying to move on, whatever, whatever. And her name is on papers. So she knows that if she was to do something, right, even though her name's on papers, no court date, no nothing like that, just a, just a record, right, that that turns into something bigger. So what you did was you put, this is how you know you don't give a fuck about nobody but yourself. You put her in a situation where if I wasn't smart, I would say that she did it, right? And I could go and say she did what she did. But I'm not going to say that because you know what? Let y'all live happily after, ever after. Let y'all do what y'all do. Here's the thing, though. If you're going to do things like that, you know, you tried it because what you wanted was for me to get angry, to text you or call you like, yo, why you do that? I'm not going to do that because I don't give a fuck. It's going to get fixed. Everything will be fine. And then I'm going to continue moving forward without you like I've been doing. And that's the God's honest truth. But I knew for weeks, for two weeks, I said something's wrong. This motherfucker going to rear his ugly little head. You know, he's not ugly, but, you know, he's going to rear his head. He wants attention or he wants to fight And that's what people that don't have words And that don't have the gift of gab do They want to always be physical See me and the girl we can go back back and forth for days Me and her verbally can go back and forth for days I enjoy it You know Um, 
because I'm trying to show her that in the end, you got to take care of yourself. You can't be worried about what these, these Negroes are doing because they're not worried about what the fuck you're doing. They're not worried about your mental health. They're not worried about your physical or health safety. they just out here being fucking reckless. It's summertime. That's what these cats do. And I'm old enough to be able to say that in a motherly way because maybe nobody never told you that. What I do know is that not that she's not capable of, of doing what, what happened, not, not that. I just don't think that she cares at this point, just like I don't care. Oh, but he cares. So, therefore, you tried it. You did what you did. You did it on a full moon, too, which is so funny because, you know, I was in the back trying to, you know, vibrate higher and having a little bonfire and, you know, enjoying myself and my time. I had a great celebration yesterday. My new website is up. This is my third website. Product is on the website. I'll share it with you next week when I feel like it because I don't feel like sharing it right now because I want it to be a little bit. See, me, I make moves and I don't announce them, right? I could have 200-something, 300-something pairs of shoes, and I do. I don't post that shit on the Internet. For what? So you could fucking rob me? <laughs> you know, I'm not posting pictures with my nails on the on the fucking Lexus or the Mercedes or the Bentley uh, emblem. I'm not doing that. Have I been in those vehicles? Absolutely. It's not necessary for me to show you the fucking seat rest in a Rolls Royce or, or, or in a Wraith. It's not necessary. You know, Caravana just happened. You know, we also had the uh, festival in Barbados where Rihanna looked amazing. Um, we had Caravana this year, the exact same place where my birthday party was at. Shit, all, all them cats was there, Kenny Burns, you know, LeBron James, his agent, everybody else. I could have been there, but that's just not something that I was choosing to do this particular weekend because I wanted to get my money because I had a major purchase that needed to happen on Monday. I got another purchase that needs to happen this week. You know, I redesigned. We redesigned the website. I got my boy Justin getting ready to do the modeling for the for the new line, you know, that everyone claims they hated but helped design. So I'm 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 not... I'm just trying to make money moves. I'm not trying to really be worried about, you know, spilled milk or things that go on in the past. And see me, I always tell young ladies all the time, don't don't ever tell a man no shit like, yeah, that's why I'm going to go fuck this person or fuck that person. We had a conversation about ghosts yesterday. And a friend of mine, Chris Classic, um, the one I told you, he won the American Music Award and all that good shit, he, um, he basically was saying about the ghost and Tasha situation because he didn't understand, um, you know, he's like, this is why, you know, we say that girls ain't shit and this, this, and this, and, you know, this is why we say that because what Tasha did. And I said, well, here's what you men don't understand. You men don't understand that Tasha did what she did because Ghost was already fucking cheating. Let's, let's keep it all the way G. You know what I mean? Women are far more sinister when it comes to the get back. And I'm going to be honest with you. If you was cheating on your girl and she took you back all them times, chances are she got her a little side dude too, and that's okay. You gotta, you gotta look. You gotta let it be, because don't nobody love nobody that much that they're gonna continue to get disrespected and continue to get. You can lie, you can sit there and lie and say all what you want. Women are not dumb. Not even my friend. She wasn't dumb. She just didn't have a way out. She'd been with this man more than half her life. And to me, that's why I talk about the whole stroll in the book. And, of course, I'm still watching Insecure, excellent show. Because, and and there was a pivotal moment in the show, Insecure, where she said, yeah, that is right. You and Lawrence got booed up rather quickly, right? She didn't get her time in her 20s or in her 30s to go out and not necessarily be a hoe, but date, see what's out there, see what you like. How do you even know you like this motherfucker? Have you compared him to anybody? I don't think that at age 22, 
I was marriage material nor relationship material. I wanted to go to Greece. I wanted to go to Spain. I wanted to get on planes and go to Bermuda and shit like that and jump off yachts and all that other shit, and I did. Anything I wanted to do so that by the time I was 28, when I did meet my ex-husband, right, I knew right away that this was the person that I waited for. So even though our marriage didn't last, right, that's still not the person for me. But he was in that moment because that's who I was in that moment. We both traveled. We both been in and out the country, whatever, whatever. He came from another country, didn't speak English. Of course, and he was gorgeous. Yeah, I've seen the pictures on my Instagram, at miss.d.scott. You know, so me giving birth and all that other stuff. By the time I was in my 30s, all those things that everybody, you know, you see the old bitch at the club with the silver shoes on and shit like that, that's not what I do. Now I'm the chick in the club sitting in VIP laughing at everybody because they drunk or they mix white and brown liquor and shit like that. If I even go to a club, I like events. I like experiences. I like knowing that motherfuckers in this place got the same type of coot that I do. You step on my shoe, you say, I'm sorry. You know, we can compliment other women and say, oh, my God, she's gorgeous or she looks nice, you know. So then we get back to the ghost and power situation, and a friend of mine says he upgraded her lifestyle. He did everything for her, and she still cheated. Pause. He did too. So so the fuck what? They in a marriage. Tasha is, is, first of all, Tasha was raised right because Tasha know how to act without somebody having to tell her what the fuck she need to be doing or saying to make sure that her family's okay. She got kids. Mama Bear is always going to make sure them kids is okay, always. That, that's a different level of, and that's what I'm saying about you tried it. Like, my son isn't here right now. He's with his father because had my son been here, oh, we would have been talking about a whole different level today when I woke up. You know, because I noticed what happened to me happened last night between the hours of 9 and 11, okay? So, and I was in the house. My son wasn't, though. When it, when it comes to my son, all gloves are off. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I need to do, but I also need to do what I need to do to stay free and to stay, you know, out of trouble. So we see Tasha, you know, I hate to spoil it for you, but sleep with the attorney, which I knew that was going to happen. The attorney only went, listen, let me tell, tell men something, too. Some men only want to fuck with you because of the way that your man loves you. That's it. It's not about you. You're not that cute. You're not that dope. Because if you had met that motherfucker in a Toyota Corolla, you know, 10 years ago, he wouldn't have fucked with you. Y'all come from two different lifestyles. Tasha comes from a lifestyle that Silver despises because he worked his way to get where he was. He's an attorney. That means he went to undergrad four years, went to law school two years, probably did a sabbatical, had to, you know, work for, for the city, so on and so forth, making, you know, sixty grand a year, which is not what his salary is now, not in New York City. So you have to look at the fact that Silver don't really like Tasha. Tasha for him is, is a not a notch in the belt. It, he eventually is going to fall in love with her because it's wrong. Everybody falls in love when shit is wrong, like when you're doing shit you ain't got no business doing. Everybody's in love when, when, when it's wrong, okay? But Silver fucked with her to basically fuck off ghosts, like on some old, yeah, I could, I could never deal with you type of cats in the street, so I'm going to just fuck your bitch. That's how men are. They're petty like that, just like women. We're the same way. Oh, you don't like me? Your dude do, right? Oh, you want to talk shit? You want to go, okay, I'm going to keep fucking with your dude then. Everybody got to humble themselves at some point. I had to do it. Everybody has to do it, right? I don't really 
have respect for women that are not girls' girls. And see, Tasha, Tasha's a girl's girl. Even though she's a character on television. Now, Lala, that's another situation. Lala is for self. Tasha is trying to make sure everybody eats. She's trying to make sure her kids is okay. She don't really give a fuck about ghosts either. You know what I'm saying? But she's trying to make sure that her family stays together long enough to beat this because she's realizing, you know what, I could fucking be going to jail too. So she fucked Silver to make sure, because he already told her, I'm not going to uh, represent your husband. And men, the the whole fucking Captain Sabah, oh, but I need you. Oh, God, please. That's all? That's all she had to say? Really? Weak. It's all weak. But it happens. You know, some women be running around here thinking they just the bee's knees. No, honey, he just wanted to fuck you, right, to fuck your dude, really. So that he got something that he could feel some type of way about when y'all sitting up there in interviews and he's sitting up there in a penthouse that you don't own and you sitting up there in cars that you don't own, right? He's sitting there laughing at you. Tasha's not going to be able to ever be with a regular dude. Let's be clear. When you go from that lifestyle and you don't have anything to support yourself with, so you only make maybe $16, $17 an hour, you can't go from a certain lifestyle to that and then think that you're going to be happy. So you should appreciate the situations that you're in now instead of always complaining about them. And then also have to understand that when you're dealing with a ghost, and Angela Valdez was going to happen anyways. And you need to be glad it wasn't, like I say before, 50 million other bitches that was working at his club and that he's seen in the street that he had putting in work. Everybody always want to be a Tasha, not realizing that what ghost is is what a lot of these drug dealing dudes out here is doing. You understand what I'm saying? You don't think they got two and five and six females. They have money. And then you add the fact that the motherfucker might look a certain way. It's ugly dudes out here that got some of the baddest bras I've ever seen. But you know why? They paying for that. <laughs> they paying for that. Or they looking at the female, right, and they thinking the female's so cute. Nah, take them brows off, them lashes off. All the jewelry off, take all the hair off, take all of it off. Plastic surgery, take all of it off, right? Go back to being a pedestrian. Do you think the same cast that's trying to holler at you is going to try to holler? No, they're trying to holler because they know who your dude is, right? Me, I keep my shit. Now I keep my shit off the Internet. I've been did that ever since the Detroit relationship, but I keep my shit off the Internet. The shit that I do keep on the Internet is a reminder. So when a motherfucker get to saying he ain't really love you or he ain't really fuck with you like that, that's not what you were saying in December. That's not what you were saying last August. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So you, I keep shit up there for that purpose. But I ain't never been with a cat that was like, oh, don't take my picture or, oh, don't do this. Nah, never. I be trying to tell them, motherfucker, you, you don't tell nobody you fuck with me. Because then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, people start saying, well, how did this situation happen? I like walking up in events and fucking surprising motherfuckers, like, surprise. They're like, wait a minute, how did these two motherfuckers get together? And then everybody on shit, everybody's mad because they're like, you know what, if I think about it, he get money, she get money, it makes sense. But I don't be nowhere, I be out the way, so I don't see many people, I don't go out, I don't go on dates, I don't, you know what I'm saying, that's not what my focus ever was. So people think that, you know, me being single, I'm single until I'm married. I don't give a damn what a man is talking about. I'm single until I'm married. So with that in closing, make sure you guys go and you're single until you're married too, boo. So you tried it. You know, the full moon was upon us. Life happens. It's all good. I'm going to keep pushing forward, and I'm going to keep doing what I do. 
and you're just going to keep being miserable and keep watching what I do from a distance because you can't get that close to me anymore. I don't have nothing to say to nobody that's not a light of positivity in my life. I don't. You fucked over your family. You fucked over everybody in your life that you claim that you love. You would do it to me. So I'm not with the shit. It's just you tried it. Stay over there on your side of the street. And, guys, make sure you go out and you get that um, George Tandy Jr. Uh, he has a new track out that I really love. It's called Already Love. So go listen to that. It'll make you want to, you know, you know, do a little shake, a shimmy. And then, like I said, enjoy your Tell the Truth Tuesday. And don't let these motherfuckers try to get you to vibrate low. Don't don't throw fucking tomatoes with fucking peasants. You can't. Just don't throw tomatoes with them at all. Just act like they don't exist. And you heard that from me first. <laughs>